Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along with the always beautiful... Kimberly Rose. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> hey, you are welcome. Hey, question. And by the way, this is extremely candid. Thoughts on my new hair, my facial hair. <laughs> hey, guys, I've got almost a quarter of an inch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody else did their beards in COVID. I did not. So before we come out of this crisis, I'm going to give it a try. Okay. Okay. I mean, uh, th- f- sure. Let Ed, it let it grow. Ed McGruff. Well, I'll let you know when it gets to a place where food's getting stuck in it. You know how I am. <laughs> I'm fairly germphobic. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan of a beard anyway. I'm just being super playful. Yeah. And well, I think did you not say to Mason the other night? I that did. You- I have a, a son that is uh, that is uh, going to uh, do some military service. And he can no longer have facial hair, so I told him I'd grow it for him. <laughs> so a father's love. Yes, there's lots of love there, <laughs> and a few, and sprinkled in with a few other things. Yes. The uh, I, we also wanted to let everyone know the Phoenix Women's Expo is happening next weekend. Yes, it's called the Ultimate Women's Expo. Yeah. Two things I want to say about that. One, I think the timing of an expo, a women's expo right now, is there's going to be an incredible amount of power that's going to be, that's going to be played out there because women are just really coming into, uh, I think, a very strong power curve right now. Yeah, well, we've been... We've been- getting into this curve for quite a while yeah, but have, yeah. now it feels even stronger than than before and I maybe agree. it's because we've all been cooped up yeah, right <laughs> that probably did add to this <laughs> but we're going to be there the cbd ed show is going to be there yeah and in our office as uh predominantly female uh employees in it uh and they're going to be participating as well and we would also like to extend free tickets yeah. To any of our listeners, please send a email request to team at canafel.com. Yes. Team at canafel.com and request your ticket and we'll get it to you. Yeah. It's a digital code. Don't worry about uh, mail time or anything like that. Just send us that uh, to teams at canafel.com and we will send you your free ticket. Yes. To the Women's Expo. And it's team, T-E-A-M, at canafil.com. If you're yeah. in Arizona, it's next weekend, October 9th and 10th. Yep. And uh, we'll send you the link for a free ticket. Yeah, we're going to be on stage. Uh, let's see. Sunday. I think it's Sunday at 3, 3 p.m. Uh, if you are there and you are a listener, hey, we are happy to pull you up on the stage and embarrass the hell out of you. Yeah. You know, or, or you could just give us a whoop whoop. We'll, we'll take that, too. <laughs> Okay. So, all right, all right. So, uh, again, feel free to ask us any questions about that show. We're pretty excited about it. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's talk about today's topic, which is cannabis in the news. 
and recent news, I might add. Yeah. Okay, not going to play around with anything that's months old. Really was going to show up right away. Or, you know, the news that showed up uh, recently. So let's start with one that seems to be showing up in social media a lot. Now, we know that both CNN, USA Today, and a few other notable news channels mm-hmm. had placed the story on this, uh, both September 7th and September 8th. So we picked up on it. And we're like, okay, well, what are they talking about? Well, here's the title. Risk of heart attack associated more highly with young adult cannabis users, a new study finds. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's the uh, title of the article as CNN wrote it. And they follow say, whether you smoke it, vape it, eat it, cannabis may be significantly increasing your risk of a heart attack. All right, so here's what I did for you. I dug into this. I I went, okay, let's see what this is. I'm concerned. I also want to know, but I have lots of resources, and I am a little troubled by this story. And I don't think anybody, I I don't think the general public has as many resources as I do. And when I read this, I really felt that this was all an agenda-driven and sensationalized efforts to just get this out. I, I, I'm not happy with it at all. Let me tell you why. Adults under 45 years old who consume cannabis within the last 30 days suffer from nearly double the number of heart attacks than adults who do not use this drug. I'm sorry. That was a rough statement. That statement would scare the crap out of most people. Would you yeah, agree? Yeah, Definitely. All right. So they reference a research that analyzed data over 33,000 adults ages 18 to 14 included in in this program. Uh, This was in 2017 and 2018. And they suggested that 17% of the adults who reported using cannabis within previous months, uh, that 1.3 later had a heart attack. Why only 0.8? percent of non-cannabis users reported the same. So what they're talking about is of the 33,000, 1.3 percent reported a heart attack at some point later. By the way, this is nothing more than a review study. So they reviewed other studies to formulate results. Okay. All right. And then they talk about there's increasing evidence that this could potentially be harmful to you, both in short-term and long-term. It can create irregular heart heart rate. Okay, so those are both contradictory. So potential and it can, those are two, those are, and they're, they're within the same quote. Yeah. So that's contradictory. So I, I dug into this and I went, wait a minute, there's an awful lot of speculation here. Mm-hmm. And it almost felt like they were trying to persuade the public by mixing data up and interpreting it in such a way that would create a reaction. Sure. Okay, so I went to the study. All righty. So here, so the study is does have very relevant data in it, but not, not this way. No, the, not, not the way that CNN reported it. CNN somewhat, somewhat uh, sensationalized it. 
Right. Well, I mean, they're they're a news business, so that's what they're paid to do. All right. So when they say cannabis use of these 33, that, by the way, they started out with a selection of 800,000. And they went and whittled that number all the way down to Mm 33,000. And I saw all the triggers that they used to remove almost 98% of those people that were participating in this study from 2017, 2018. They also, cannabis use was anybody who'd used it once in a 30-day period. Just one time? Just one time. Okay. Now, again, so the increase was from 0.8 to 1.3. That's not even double, so they got that wrong too. Right. All right. Now, just focus in on that amount. So the 1.3 of these 33,000 people, 1.3% of them stated that they had a heart attack at some later date. Right. And only 0.8% of the non-cannabis users said they had a heart attack at some later point. Okay. All right. So first off, the the participants were skewed. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were critiqued by this this study. Second is, uh, yes, that was the actual data once they got down to the thirty three. But it's not the way CNN CNN re reinterpreted that data. And then finally, when I go to the end of this study that they are talking about, mm-hmm. okay, here is the competing interest. There's two members of this study, uh, and both of them are principal investigators of an observational medical cannabis study funded by Shopper Drug Mart. And then it goes on to list about 12 pharmaceutical companies. Because all peer-reviewed studies must put this information. If there's any conflict of interest, they must put that in, or this study would not will not get posted. Mm-hmm. All right, it, I told you it felt a little fishy to me, and then I went, okay, but there was some real data in there. Okay, there was a significant increase, and then I I went and I did a, another study review in Google Scholar. And I talked about this increased heart rate or this myocardial infarction. Mm -hmm. And and that's what it's actually called. Right. But guess what? There's over 60,000 reported responses on the use of cigarettes causing this. Yeah. They also, the study reported that they removed all cannabis use unless it was smoked. Well, what are they doing with marijuana? Are they combusting plant material? Mm-hmm. What are they doing with cigarettes? Right. Combusting plant material. I'm sorry, folks. That's my interpretation of that news. So, I mean, we've all, not all, but a, a, a majority of people that use cannabis uh, and they overindulge for by mistake or on purpose or whatever. Yeah. you can get an increased heart rate, or at least it's perceived to be increased because... Yeah, but which causes it? Is it the THC causing it, or is it the combustion of plant material in your respiratory system? You know, I don't know the answer to that because I'm I'm trying to think if it happens during an edible or during a... uh, Yeah, see, that would have been smarter for them to include other forms of THC, but they elected to pull them out. Yeah. Why did they elect to pull them out? I can't tell you that piece. Right. Right, but it what it did happen. 
Yeah. All right. All right. Let me get off of that subject because well, I don't. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm. I, that's as much as you want to hear from me on that one because the rest of this would just be a lot worse. So yeah. we're going to summarize and say <laughs> this article was. Uh, it's not founded. Not founded. And yes. Yeah. Big so, Pharma, pretty much right. And and they were behind it. All right. All right. How about this? Let's talk about something fun. Celebrities in the cannabis news. Yeah. And the list is growing. Oh gosh! It. Oh my it's goodness! It's so. It's. You, you did you just pick cannabis? Like yeah, just cannabis. Marijuana side and the, and the big side. No, no CBD and marijuana. Okay. Yep, absolutely both. So you know the uh, you know the old uh, the old troopers. Uh, that's Snoop Dogg and uh, and uh, Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. Yep, those mm-hmm. guys are big. And you got Martha Stewart. Yes. She's, uh, she certainly has put both feet in there. Well, when she started doing a show with Snoop, it was just inevitable <laughs> right. that he was going to cross her over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you got Kristen Bell uh-huh. and Tommy Chong. Yeah. they both been in it. Here's somebody I was, I, I wasn't surprised. Actually, I have seen her name come across. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Yep. She's in cannabis. Jay-Z's in cannabis. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Cannabis. And these guys, and they're sports figures who are also jumping in, but they're jumping in in investment strategies and doing um, and doing uh, sponsorships. Ah, uh, yeah, notorieties and stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you got celebrities, and and by the way, stocks are ticking up. Cannabis is is here. It's here. It's yeah, here. Welcome, yeah. I I like the people that are genuinely in the market as opposed to the ones that are there. And it shouldn't be. Maybe, you know, again, I don't know if you guys have heard my take on Tommy Chung. I, uh, it's not that I, I don't know. I don't know if he's ever been the best representative of the marijuana plant. I mean, yeah. those movies did not do that plant any justice whatsoever. No. Uh, but, you know, that's that's neither, neither here nor there. We're always glad that people are here to... Uh, yeah. represent the plant in a good, positive way. In a good, positive way. That's well put. Yeah. Kimberly, it really is. I, I, I like when I hear you talk that way. Yeah, because it's not up in smoke, Cheech and Chong. It, yeah. I mean, I guess it can be, but that's not what it is. What it is today is not that. Yeah. And I, I read another article. I'm not going to go too far into it, but the insurance world, business insurance world, is preparing for a big boom because they've not been able to back cannabis businesses yet. They are waiting for it to become federally legal, Mm -hmm. which they all see it coming now. So they're all, I read a big story on that. They're all like, it's going to be a windfall for insurance companies. Well, and they're and, all waiting and bolstering it up, you know, staffing up and getting ready for it. Yeah. Yeah, I and I was and I'm talking about personal insurance. Like I have customers that come in and go, you know, is this going to affect my life insurance? Is this going to affect right, right. all that stuff, you know? It's a big uh, deal. It it will until that Shows up. Because you do all those blood tests and all yeah. that stuff yeah. before you get life insurance. And do you go into that smoker's category? Or I don't know where you go, but. Yeah, lots of times life insurance won't even. Cover you. Uh, cover you if you, yeah. if you uh, have a drug. Any, any of those, uh, their scheduled drugs show up. Uh, okay, let's keep going. We've got the Safe Banking Act. All right, what is the Safe Banking Act? 
the Safe Banking Act was a bill that has been in Congress now for almost two years, and it design was to remove the liability from banks who are working with cannabis companies since federally cannabis is still showing up on the schedule drug list. Yeah. All right. So banks won't touch cannabis companies. No. CBD, marijuana alike. They are all like, no. So you'll when you go to the dispensary, you have to use cash. You've got an ATM. You have all these issues because of the banks not willing to go into a relationship with this business because they could then be subject to criminal act. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, of course, the ones that are actually you can use a credit card they're at a much higher rate than so, normal retail. Right. So here we go with the Safe Banking Act. It's been in Congress for a couple of years now. It's bouncing around. It's not really moving. And everybody's getting frustrated. Well, here comes a neat campaign that just happened. They slid the Safe Banking Act into the 2021 National Defense Authorization Act. Nice. And they passed it on September 23rd. Now, that was, so now it's got to go to the Senate. Yeah. But Congress passed it. Bam. That is such a leg up for cannabis being federally legalized everywhere, it becoming dietary supplement. All those components are going to start coming into play because of that activity. Mm-hmm. And just want to share that that was pretty cool. Uh, event that happened on September 23rd. Yeah. And by a- the way, the House passed it 316 to 113. Oh, wow. That that's- was a pretty big, that was a pretty big uh, push. Yeah. That's still close, though. Yeah, you think? I, I just always think it should Three be. Three times. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So that is some politics. I think that's awesome that we, you know, obviously we have to sneak things in now, but that's, but whatever. I mean, because things get snuck in all the time, right? I know. And we usually hate it. This one we're celebrating. We're celebrating. <laughs> Finally, we're like, yay! All right. Yeah, it does kind of, uh, yeah, tells us we can pick and choose, huh? Yeah. All yeah. Right. Anyway. All right. So we have a, another interesting news piece, Cannabis Women and Sex. <laughs> Reporting on this news story is wonderful Kimberly Rose, who is already starting to blush. <laughs> yes, I found uh, this. Well, actually, Ed found this article and thought, wow, you could do this. This is totally you. <laughs> uh, it's from Project CBD. Yeah. It's a wonderful article. Um, and she, let's see, it's. I think it's labeled, I Want to Want It. And it's mainly focused on females over 50. Uh, you, unfortunately, well, wonderfully, maybe you have less responsibility. The kids are grown. Things are, you know, getting more stabilized. You're not running around like a crazy person. Uh-huh. And then menopause starts hitting. And your libido just, it just really takes a nosedive. And there's a lot of things you can do food-wise, exercise-wise. Um, mentally, you can try and get yourself back into that mode. Uh, you can do 
hormone therapy, which is big. Um, but they're finding now that you can use a little cannabis to relax you and stimulate your libido and get you back into the game. And I personally say, yes, this is 100% true. <laughs> uh, it does. It really just kind of relaxes you and gets you in the mood and, and, and actually helps you focus on your partner and maybe not all of the, oh, my God, I got to buy groceries. I got to do this. I got mm, all the yeah, other things yeah. that women deal with. Yep. Um, and I think it's wonderful. I think it's great that these articles are coming out for women now. Uh, I think it helps with all ages, but specifically this age group that Seem to is, respond more, huh? Yeah, is yeah. just having a little bit of a struggle in that area. Yep. Man, yeah. did you hear in this? Yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah. It's really a good idea. And uh, the only thing I can say to you is if you've never tried it before, don't do an edible. Do yep. do some sort of smoking for <laughs> two reasons. Uh an edible is just a different high. It's more of, um, I don't know, it's more, uh, it's just not that a, a stimulant high. And uh, if you smoke, you can control it because you don't want to overdo it. You want to just start very low and slow and and find that place that, that gets you to that happy place. Because if you go overboard, then you're just... Um, Okay. Couch bound and eating everything out of the refrigerator, which is the right. exact opposite yeah, of what opposite you want to be want. doing. So, and here's here's a good piece to end on this: is let if you want to reach out to us on our social media, we will be glad to help give you some directions. Whether you are a male who wants to get your partner uh, into this, or you're you are the female and you just want a little bit more information before you jump into something like this, we yeah. will be happy to help and we'll send it right on over to Kim. Yep. Yep. All right. I'm here let's, for you. Let's keep going. Cause we got lots to talk about. Let's talk about a tax code. Ugh, let's, you know, let's get that out of the way quickly. There is a tax code section 280 E. And the reason this came up on the news is just because it is so mean to cannabis companies. It will not allow you to do to deduct this. I'm sorry, I'll say this correct again. It does not allow for a cannabis business to write off their expenses. They are allowed to use. They are allowed to uh, use cost of goods sold, but mm. that's it. Mm. And the the rule actually reads that you're not allowed to take, this is a tax, this is an IRS rule, reads that you are not allowed to take these tax expenses if your business has is selling a, a uh, okay. drug a that's on the controlled, system. yeah, it's on the controlled list. Wow. Uh, right? One, uh, uh, yes, drugs, uh, one at schedule one and schedule two drugs. So, That's man, crazy. I'm like, wow, these poor businesses. I was even kind of unaware, but I don't know why. I'm sure my accountant's aware, but isn't that crazy? Yeah, because yeah. I, I can't imagine uh, a dispensary that is cash only anyway, yeah. how they deal with all of that. Yeah, right. Um, but then again, and then you can't write off. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Anything other write than. Write off a lot of these expenses. Wow. Yeah, like a normal business would. Right. And almost need to. Yeah. So that they can operate. Yeah. 
So I'm telling you, this Fair Banking Act, all these political moves, when they happen, are going to clean up a lot of this. And they're going to make cannabis businesses a little more savvy, a lot more predictable. And legitimate. A lot, a lot and more legitimate. all of that wonderful stuff that yeah. should have happened way back when. And research is going to happen more. It's just going to clean all this up. I know it takes time, but yeah, this is the problem that most of these businesses are facing right now. But in spite of all that, another newsworthy item is marijuana jobs. Jobs in the marijuana market, which, by the way, the restaurant market was kind of like decreasing. Yeah. Well, marijuana jobs picked up on that slack. Yeah. They, they actually created 80,000 new jobs last year. 80,000. Yeah. They're currently 321,000 employees are employed in the cannabis space. That's great. I mean, there, there, is there anything better than a new industry that can actually provide a right. large amount of employment? Contribute to the economy, period. Yeah. It contributes in this way, employment. It contributes in tax revenue. It contributes in the reduction of uh Lots of Ill, illness, uh, health issues. Yeah. And it's soon going to even affect economy by normalizing drug reform. Yes. Right? All these people that we're paying for in prison that did nothing more than get caught with marijuana. Some marijuana. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's a great. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm sad, still sad for the restaurant industry because they lost a large group yeah, of potential employees. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, the, it, it, that'll all even out because I think those restaurants still suffer from understaff. Well, yeah, I, 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 yeah. it sounds like everybody is suffering from understaffing, which I yeah. don't know where everybody went. Yeah, there, there is still a lot of problems. Yeah. That, so we are still in the midst of a crisis. There's no doubt. Yeah. Supply chain problems, employing problems. Yeah. But if you're looking for a job, um, I mean, there. I think there's so many different levels in the cannabis world yeah, for are. for yeah. employee. You can go. You can be a bud tender. You can be this. I and mean, there's just that. It's it's large. Yep. Uh, let's see here. All right, my last one, and then we're going to take a break, and then we'll pick up on some new sales from Big Pharma in the cannabis space. Now, remember, we had wondered, hmm, what is, what, what's causing some of these agendas in the news? Well, we've always known that Big Pharma have, has and still does have an appetite for cannabis. Mm -hmm. uh, they know there is an opportunity for lots of revenue. I don't know why they have to be so greedy, though. Why, why they have take, take they it They have all. shareholders. I know, but all right. still. So of the three that they currently have, which is Epidiolex... Dronabinol and Sativex, they are predicting a 2.1 billion, billion in revenue projected for 2025. Just the big pharma? Just big pharma. Just those three. Oh. Just those three. Between well, we now why. and then, remember, they have a lot of products in the works yeah but again we know why because they're i mean according to what we read a few shows ago yeah the cost to get that is 
outside of most cannabis companies right now, although that is growing. And there's even some news in that area, too, that like I'll share. Like, what would your—if what 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 you had to do Epidiolex, what would you spend monthly? If you had to use oh, it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So that number. So uh, so do the math. 50,000. 52,000 a year divided by 12 is... Uh, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot <laughs> it of sounds money. like a lot of money. Uh, so that's if you had to use Epidiolex. Right. Oh, wow. Yep. So no wonder you can get to how much billion? Yeah, two point <laughs> one billion. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, let's take a quick break for our sponsors, and then when we come back, we're going to continue with the cannabis news, September twenty twenty one. We'll be right back. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the com. That's info at the com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show News. News, all cannabis news today. Right. And it's, some of it's fun and some of it's, you know. I'm Walter Cronkite. <laughs> oh, gosh. Speaking that on the news. A blast from the past. <laughs> showing our age today. Showing our age. Uh, yeah. That, it wasn't that one news show, 2020? Uh-huh. That was always a good one to watch. Anyway. I think it's still around. You think? If you don't know, um, Ed and I really don't watch the news. We are not news people. No. Well, we were. Uh, but then it became a show. Yeah. It no longer, it was all about ratings. Yeah. And so to be absolutely honest, I think both of us came at the same conclusion at about the same time is, is that we couldn't trust what they were telling us. Well, and the feeling of being terrorized um, constantly. Yeah. Um, about the world events and everything else. So now we go and we find uh, the news we want to find. Well, yeah, so both of us are in business. Both of us have access uh, to channels of legitimate information uh, That's so we don't have to rely on watching the news daily. Right. 
yeah, we, we see something come across, we know where to dig to try to find uh, the legitimacy behind it, you know, before we're moved by it. I think that's, you know, and it's funny because from doing this show, there's a lot of things. If I see it, I'll read it and I'll go, is that true? And then I'll kind of do a little research to see if it's actually true or just something. We've taught ourselves that. Something with a little agenda behind it. But we also have access. Sometimes it's preferential access, too. Right. So when you've been uh, an executive for as long as, as we have, you have peers. Yeah. Yeah, that also have privileged information. But there's still an enormous amount of people in the world, including my parents, that watch the news daily. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Mother, why do you do that? Take a walk. (laughs) Go shopping. Get your hair done. Do something. But just to sit there and watch the news every it's just not. She's like, it's very informative. It's so wonderful. It's a soap opera. "Mm, Is it really? (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay, let's keep going with some of the news. (laughs) We talk about we don't watch news, but we're we're forcing it down your throat today. (laughs) But this is, I mean, obviously there was bad and there was good, and we just picked the best ones. All right, so here's another one of those versions of the news. Making headlines, but still just a little weak in what it really meant. Anyway, here it is. Cannabis use high, alcohol use low. This was a study done over the last two years. Yeah, mostly 2019 to present. Uh, And so, again, cannabis use high. And they suggested that it's the highest it's been since 1983. Well, duh. Well, it's I legalized. To, I had to go, what the heck happened in 1983? Uh, it was illegal. <laughs> <laughs> so Nobody would say they were using it, or maybe it just wasn't, it wasn't on the shelf. It wasn't you on the shelf, get but it. it was starting to be discussed a lot. Yeah. So there was no real activity that had happened in 1983 except for one piece. And that was there was a relevant study in 1983 about the consumption of cannabis. Okay. And so a lot of times, you know, people just speculate. But 1983, there actually was a study that suggested some real data. And so that data, you know, maybe they hadn't done it for a while. I don't know. But it was funny because the first thing I did was I went to Google and I said, why was cannabis use high in 1983? And got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, It wasn't. Well, I read that article. And did you read the article that the articles uh, surrounded by that um, future? It's a future. Oh, gosh. I can't think of what it was called, okay. but it was a huge study. Like there, uh, recent that this yes. study referring to the study in 1983. Right. Is that what it was in 1983? I didn't yeah, see that part. I, sorry. <laughs> I, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. But I'm sure that wasn't the end of it either. I'm sure it referenced lots of yeah pieces. No, this was actually one that was done recently okay. because they did mention COVID. Okay, and that was one of the reasons why. Uh. Yeah, yeah, and let's move to that second part of this uh, this this claim. Mm-hmm. Alcohol use is low. So I went okay. So I'm reading the headlines, going cannabis use is high and alcohol use is low, and I'm like, hmm, what is the public getting from this headline? Right. 
And I'm pretty sure, you know, the older generation is going, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> the study that I read focused mainly on college students. Yes, it did. I agree. Um, and so I also read into that, too. And, and here's, the, here's the funny thing about that. Is it possible that COVID affected this study? Uh, yes, it is extremely positive, <laughs> I, possible I, because they reference it right in the study that nobody gathered. Nobody gathered. So in some cases, uh, students were not even in school. I, it, so I'm like, how come this was mentioned in the news? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because most anyway. big rager college parties that have tons of alcohol or are known to always have tons of alcohol. Yeah. Those are were not happening. Yeah. So and, and the young people don't drink by themselves. It doesn't happen. They don't even come together with two of them. Two no. of them sitting in the room drinking? No. Yeah, you're but not going to have them, the big binger night. <laughs> right, but two of them will sit Smoke down and, and, yes, yes. Right, and consume cannabis. Anyway, all right, so that's that one. How about VA? sending mixed signals to their veterans. Yep, cannabis use. VA still refuses to recognize cannabis as a viable medical treatment option for PTSD and pain. Mm -hmm. So they're still holding back. They're saying, hey, go ahead and get your medical card, but at your own risk. At your own risk, and if something happens to you, we may not help you because yeah. you've got this in your bloodstream. So we might not, you know, do that. What was the article? The attorney, there was an attorney in there, uh, Derek Debus from yeah. Arizona, yeah. who says, that, yeah, if you break your leg or you need an operate or you need something, can, you can, can deny you. you can get denied, yeah. which is so terrible. Yeah, and I, you know, I think they're in the same spot as everybody else until it's federally dealt with. Everybody, just there's so many people just don't know what to do. Well, and the thing is that's also terrible. I mean, we've heard it, we've said it on previous shows, is that they're really cutting back on their um, prescriptions. Yeah, in general. Yeah. It, it, and they're just like, well, you know, I'm You're sorry you own. still have PTSD. Just right. deal with it. And you can't do cannabis because you might be uninsured. I mean, it's just, it's a shit show. And for the first time, I actually witnessed somebody who had severe PTSD. I can't. Imagine the number of our veterans going through that really makes me struggle. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it is just as painful as it can get. Right. Because yeah. if you're not getting your, uh, if you're not getting your prescriptions and you're not able to use you this, deal with you're it. just got to, I don't even know how you even deal with it. Yeah, I, I agree. And if you don't have enough money to go seek you know, private counsel or, you know, psych psychiatric assistant. You're just in a oh, bad mm. spot. Yeah, it's a bad spot. Anyway, uh, so I feel for you guys. Uh, again, we are absolutely going to bat. We're trying to push all the agendas to get this plant federally legal. Yeah. And to clean up all this mess. So this uh, is a legitimate article. This yeah. is a legitimate newsworthy um, subject. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's why we, again, continue to say, hey, pass us, pass this show around. The larger our audience is, the more impact we have. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's go to a Gallup poll that was just finished in June of this year, a Gallup poll that disclosed cannabis use. 
So people were willing to give up their their uh, their information on this. So here it is. As of June 21's Gallup poll, 49% of people in the United States have used cannabis. Oh, okay. 49%. Now, back in 1970, the same Gallup results, 4%. <laughs> okay. Now, what? Uh, Let me tell you who made it. What made up that group? Okay, go ahead. That's first pretty interesting. I'll ask I my think. questions after. Go ahead. You want to? What, did no. You, yeah. I was just wondering if it was all cannabis. Like, are we talking CBD also? Yeah, all cannabis. All cannabis. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now, hey, now I think if Gallup's going to ask you that question, you may not know that you know there's different forms of it. Yeah. So I would imagine a lot of them were thinking marijuana. Right. Yeah, my, my, that's a good question. I would have thought the same. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I did not participate in that Gallup poll, so I didn't I get the know. I didn't get the question. Yeah. So if you didn't get it, and I didn't get it. Who got it? Who got it? Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. Here are the groups: millennials, Gen Xers, baby boomers, and traditionals. All right. Oh, by the way, traditionals are anybody born before 1945. So they are the oldest of the generations oh. that are included here. Okay. So the millennials. Uh, 51% reported that they are using cannabis. The Gen Xers, 49%. The Baby Boomers, 50%. That Good. makes sense. Go Baby Boomers. And the Traditionals, that means, you know, yeah. older than 1945, uh, 19%. Okay, so yeah. there are your numbers. Uh, I think that uh, those are good numbers. I think that those are going to be promising, growing, growing yeah. numbers. And it's going to be 100%. Yeah. There's going to be very few people on this planet that are not using cannabis one way or another. I 100%. Because even if you're not using it for health, you will consume it in one way or another. It will become part of uh, textile. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's it's going to be. Absolutely everywhere. You're going to wear it. Yeah. You know, it's got the strongest fibers. Uh, it, it, so this number at 50% is going to go to 100. Yeah. And I mean, even as us adults, and I, I, I understand that we're in the world, we're in the cannabis world. Yeah. We, uh, we've told our kids that, I mean, honestly, if you're going to make a choice between cannabis and alcohol. Yeah. Uh, we would feel safer with you uh, using cannabis than than alcohol. Yep. And let me and share we said something. that. <laughs> let me share something. So FDA sent out a warning saying, "Hey, there's possibility that cannabis can cause liver disease." <sighs> right. And so that floated around for quite a while. Yes. So again, I'm I'm sharing this right off of her point she just talked about uh, between. Which would you rather your kids use recreationally? Right. Cannabis or alcohol? Alcohol is absolutely toxic as hell. There's no getting around it. All studies are conclusive. Cannabis, not. They don't have any studies that show anything yet. Right. Now, but FDA did send out a warning. And now we have a study by a Denver-based a Denver Denver-based <laughs> medical research firm that completed the trials just recently of over a thousand volunteers, and the preliminary results are contrary to FDA's warning. And the findings show no 
clinical evidence of liver disease in any of the candidates. Now that hasn't been published yet. Hasn't been. I don't know if it's been period. I don't, I don't know where it's at in their process. You know, that's usually a very expensive ordeal is mm-hmm. to get a study, uh, especially one like this. That's a clinical trial. Very expensive to get it pushed all the way through to publication. Uh, so we will keep you informed. But again. Yeah, I mean, because if you... Liver disease might be debunked. Yeah, if, well, I mean, I've been, again, I've been doing cannabis forever and a day. Now, I've never been an overindulger. Maybe with CBD, you could say that I'm... An overindulger? Not overindulging, (laughs) but definitely I use it every day. Okay. You know, every single day. So, and I've had my liver checked out. I get get a physical every year. Everything's great. I am not... Yeah, I am not in any... I test. Everything is great with you. (laughs) (laughs) So, I, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to take an alcoholic and somebody who smokes marijuana every day or does CBD, I guess, because it all falls in the same category. People die from alcoholism. Yeah. Uh, uh, The numbers are absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. Terrible. I've not heard a single death related to cannabis yet. Yeah. And neither has the audience. I know if you think through the question, how many people do you know who have died of alcoholism? And how many people do you know who have died from cannabis use? Yeah. I know. I know. Right? When I think through that, and sometimes it even irritates me. But anyway. Hey, how about another a little lighter story? And we'll yes. get off of this, this track. Cannabis growers in California are facing a big problem. Well, that now this is not a, a light story. This poor, poor California is on fire. Yeah, yeah. And not only if you, so, let's say you saved your crop. Yeah. Yay. So, all right, so your crop didn't burn. Right. Right. But yeah, there's fire retardant everywhere in the air from a fire that you know was a few miles down yeah. that just floats all over the place, contaminating your entire crop. Yeah. And that oh. didn't end either. There is also your crop being tainted by excessive smoke yeah. from the combustion of all that plant material. Yeah. So, wow. California, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even Oregon. I, I had a humongous fire this, and yeah. Colorado. I mean, yeah. so fire is, a, it, most of the fires are naturally uh, occurring, occurring from yep. lightning. Yep. Um, so I don't know how you can prevent yourself from doing all this unless you just have an indoor uh, farm. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We've got a story on FDA. Mm, our best friends. FDA formally rejects NDI applications from two very well-established cannabis companies. CBD companies. Okay, what's an NDI Charlotte's, application? Charlotte's Web oh. and Irwin Naturals. Mm. All right, an NDI is a kind of like when the drug, uh, when Big Pharma submits for a drug approval. An NDI is very similar, but it's not a drug. It's a dietary ingredient. So an NDI is a new dietary ingredient application, which has to have all kinds of clinical reviews and supplemental facts that help the, N- the FDA go, okay, d- d- you've, you've processed this correctly, data looks good, boom, you, get it, you now get your NDI. 
Rejected. Well, FDA rejected both of them. And how long has Charlotte's Web been out? Uh, oh. Nine years now. Has it been nine, nine years? Yeah, maybe even longer, but... Do they give reasons why they, they nope, just rejected. <laughs> no, That's just it. Just rejected it. <laughs> but there's lots of discussion of what the frick is going on and was this in design long ago. Right. Uh, like, so no surprise to them. They knew this was, they were going to do this. So that seems to be a little bit of what that story was talking about. Very frustrated. Why did the FDA do this? What was their intentions? Why are they... Uh, why are they turning their back? Again, why yeah. is the question. Um, it, and I guess we can always g fall back to the money, but uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't. Listen, FDA has put themselves in this position before. Yeah. Yeah, where they're being challenged by the community for ethics mm -hmm. or for their agendas or for... Right? I mean, what did we listen to on the way up here that we both just couldn't? We just, we just had a hard time processing it, but we've heard it over and over and over again, some pharmaceutical advertisement on the radio. Yeah, oh, gosh, yeah. He wants to record this so bad, but we're, we're, neither one of us are quick enough right. <laughs> to get the phone out and get the it's recording just, going. The list is just terrible the last? about death and maintenance. And uh, if you take this pharmaceutical for this, just be aware. Yeah. Man, you're, you're going to lose you're your gonna, hair. You're, you're going to be. <laughs> it was very, yeah, it's very lengthy and very quick. So you definitely have to record it because you can never remember everything that yeah. they just said. Um, so, yeah, those pharmaceutical commercials. Uh, what do you, but what are you going to, again, are our hands tied? No. Can, can we be, yes. uh, as a public, how do you do that? How, How do you do that? Why is why is any commerce strong and capable? Because we choose to buy their product. That's it. Right. Nothing else. There's nothing else that never has been. And the better they are at convincing you that, the more powerful they become. And, you know, again, this is one of those things that... Uh I think started out with good intentions. The FDA is yeah. started out with good intentions. I, I, and um, for years and years and years, we've always went, okay, of course, we believe everything you say. We're going to listen yeah. to everything you say. Um, and now it, we're getting to that place where like, really? Why? Why? Now, and, let's, and, and I'll add to that too. The position the FDA has is a good one. It's a notable one. You must put in controls here. You must. Well, yes, because you don't want something to go out into the public right. that is harmful. But to, to get the consumers back, you are going to have to be transparent. No longer. So the consumer confidence is going to require that of FDA. So they're needed, but they're going to have to shift because consumers are just getting. So no longer is it just because just we said so? Yeah. Need to be transparent. We need to know why. We need to know what's going on. Yeah. What is your agenda? We all know Big Pharma is enormous. Yeah. 
and extremely influential. McFarmer doesn't have to be. They should be transparent, but they doesn't have to be. You know why? It's privately held, or or it's it's business. Right. You know they they can do whatever they want, but FDA is not. FDA it's is a to be servant of us. Yes. It, it, and and again, their position is absolutely needed. We cannot have chaos in the foods that go in our bodies. Right. So they're absolutely needed, but they are not. Their the need for transparency here is at an all-time high. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Two minutes. So um, I, I, I appreciate their position. I just don't appreciate uh, that they've not found a way to solve that piece. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and Charlotte's Web is, again, we, like we say, it's been around for nine years. No deaths. Reputable. No. I, I give Charlotte's Web a big shout out because uh, in the entire time they've been out there, I've seen nothing but uh, they, they police their products well. They self-regulate. Uh, I, I just don't see anything. No sensationalizing. Yeah, right. No over-promising. Right. None of that stuff. So it's good. They just rely on their product, and it's a good product, and that's, yep. yeah. All right. Let's give this show a wrap-up for today. Please don't forget, follow us. Pass us around. Let's go on a mission together. Okay? We want to impact the way we deal with health and wellness. And we want to do it together, and we need, we need people behind us. So, hey, share our story. Mm-hmm. Let's get up our listeners, and let's, uh, let's go fight this. Anyway, so that's all the time we have for today's show. I want to thank our team for putting all this together. Kim had a lot to do with today's show. Thank you very much, Kim. You're welcome. All right, and that's a wrap for today's episode. And this is Ed. And this is Kim. Working towards a better life. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon. 